This is Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, a podcast and radio program presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. Most any contemporary musical style can trace its roots back to the blues. Time Signatures explores the blues and its musical connections with captivating interviews, lively discussions, and news from the world of the blues. And now, here he is, your host, Jim Irvin. Oh, yes, I am home once again. Uh, (laughs) Like I've said so many times before, you never know where I'm going to show up. I could be in a park somewhere. I could be uh, sitting in Old Town, uh, taking in some music. You never know where I'm going to be. But tonight, I'm uh, I'm coming to you uh, from my home, the Casa de Irvin, out here in Mason, Michigan. Living Blues Magazine said this about my next guest on Time Signatures. There's enough promise here to mark him as an artist to watch. He continues to pave his way in the blues, and he is on his way to creating his own legacy. Now, this young man is a product of the Houston ISD Fine Arts Magnet Program, a 2020 graduate of Kinder High School for Performing and Visual Arts, an emerging young Texas guitarist who just came into Memphis for the 2023 International Blues Challenge and swept past the competition to not only win the band division, but he also took the Best Band Guitarist Award. Oh, and by the way, he's only 20 years old. Matthias Latine, welcome to Time Signatures. Man, thanks for having me. That's, <laughs> I got I got a question on one thing. Uh-oh. One. Just turned 21. Oh, man, I missed your well, happy Just birthday. Just turned 21. When, when was your Thank birthday, you, man? man? It was middle of the summer, July 16th. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, happy so, birthday to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Nothing it. wrong with being 21 with uh, with the uh, impressive record that you've already amassed here. I have to be honest, it's difficult to know precisely where I need to start with you, Matthias, because you truly <laughs> have accomplished so much at such an early age. But you find yourself in some rather exclusive company, the likes of which include Joe Bonamassa, Johnny Lang, and another of today's up-and-comers from the UK, Toby Lee. It's pretty significant company, I might add. But before we get into the meteoric rise with your musical career, I would like to have you talk about where it all began. So it it all started with me, uh, well, really from my grandmother, right? My grandmother mm-hmm. got me started into the blues. Okay. Uh, well, maybe around when I was in fifth grade. I can't remember that age, maybe like 13 or so. And she hit me to a video it's funny to say that like most interviews I hear, they're like, yeah, I got tapes. I'm like, well, I had YouTube. So <laughs> she put a, a YouTube video on and it was a BB King, Jimmy Vaughn, mm. Robert Cray and buddy guy. And they're all singing a uh, rock me baby. Oh yeah. And man. From that point, from that point I was hooked on blues and right I just on. kept going from there. Now, when you, when you got your first taste of the blues, I mean, did you know right away that you wanted to become a professional musician? Yeah, just about, man. Like, so BB's one of my like biggest inspirations. And really when I saw him mm-hmm. and I just kind of depth dive and I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do this like professionally. Like this is, this is the goal. This is the end all be all. I got to right figure on. this out, you know? Very cool. Now, when you, uh, when you were growing up uh, after that, with that, that first taste, did you have a, a favorite song that you just had to hear over and over again? It was Rock Me Baby. I mean, like, once I got hooked to that one song, I went and found every version I possibly could. And, I mean, I've learned 
every version that I can think of, including some uh the bootleg video of Joe Bonamassa doing it. There's mm-hmm. a video of my friend uh uh Kingfish doing it. We do it with, with Keisha's band. I've heard the myriad of versions, including the one where he uh BB King does it at the jail. That was my yeah. song. Now, is that something you you go back and, and take a dip in the well and listen to it every now and again just to give you some more inspiration? I do, actually. And actually, I'm glad you said that. Like, I just listened to, uh, I had been on a, listening to my own st- on my own music, trying to make sure it was all right lately. And, sure. And, you know, gearing up for all these festivals and stuff, making sure I knew my own parts. And I just had to put on some BB yesterday. And that was like the whole day, just from beginning to 2 a.m. when I got home, it was it was just BB and a lot of just, you know, a lot of versions of Rotten Baby on my phone. I didn't realize it until you said it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that if it's quality, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, I know you've, you've mentioned BB several times here already. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about some other early, you know, some of your earlier musical influences. Did you have some others that really caught your ear? Who were they? Yeah. How did they shape the blues journey? So, um... I like a lot of guitar players. I actually like a lot more horn players than I like guitar players. But the guitar players mm-hmm. that kind of shaped my my sound, I would say, was guitar in general. Like, so I listened to a lot of West Montgomery. I, I got a little bit of jazz training under my under my fingers. Um, right. West Montgomery and some uh, George Benson. And you know, I can't be a Texan without mentioning Mr. Albert Collins. Yeah, <laughs> you're right on, man. The the late great Johnny Guitar Watson, that's for sure. That's been a major thing as of late. Real, real funky blues style kind of thing coming out of. Well, he's from Houston by way of California, right? And then uh, okay, uh, I I really like Albert King. Really like Albert King because I like changes in the music. I love different kind of core qualities, and when I can find that, I try to stick with it. That stuff is beautiful. Right on. I, I want to kind of turn the page just a little bit here. I'd like to have you describe your creative process when you're writing music. Do you normally uh, start with a, with a, the words? Do you start with a tune? How does that come together? So every song that I, that I kind of go with, it kind of all, it's all different. Like every song has its own little personality, including on, mm-hmm. um, including how it starts off. Some of them I have, I'll have the chorus first. And I'll write around that. Sometimes I'll have the song, you know, the music first, and I'll write around that. And usually I let the song write itself. Like I let it tell me what the story is. I never try to force the story. I don't try to force the changes. I let it kind of dictate what it wants to do. Matthias, I want to ask you real quick, um, because I I interviewed uh, a young guy by the name of Chris Canis up here in Michigan not too long ago. And one of the things Chris talked about is – he could he could get uh, inspiration from uh, tires thumping on the pavement going down the road. Is, it, it, have you ever had anything like that come across when you're when you're going down tires? the road? Maybe something. You said tires on the pavement. Yeah, just th- the thumping of the tires on the pavement. He says it, it just it forms a beat in his head and and it just triggers him to start working on a on a beat. I can't say I've had that, but I know like I'll be driving and I'll have to turn off the music. I'm like, what's that sound? And it's like my head just like swirling about, you know, there you go. song ideas. So I'll have that. It just seems like uh, that m- people that write music, they find mm-hmm. inspiration in some of the most strange and, and cool areas in, in their head. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, man, like I won't go to sleep. Like I can't go to sleep listening to music or any of that because I, I constantly rearrange stuff as I'm listening. So I have to be careful about that. <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise you're going to be working all night, huh? All night long. I think there was one day where I actually did like, because I, I had blackout curtains at the time. I did wake up. I didn't wake up. I didn't go to sleep. I was working oh, from man. 8 p.m. And the next thing I know it was school time. It was like 6 a.m. in the morning. I was like, oh. Well, this wow. was skipping English. <laughs> <laughs> this is Time Signatures. My uh, name is Jim Irvin, and my guest today is 21-year-old Matthias Latin. Matthias, I am so uh, enamored with your story. You were uh, initially trained as a jazz guitarist before the blues caught your eye. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, how do you incorporate that jazz knowledge and technique in your music? Because... I'm telling you, man, you're you're not just a straight out blues player. There's there's some twists and some licks in there that that definitely give a, a a taste of the jazz in there as well. Yeah, man, I just try to throw it in if I can. Like I I don't let it be too forceful, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, we have the song called "Lose Some Weight." It's a 16 bar blues for the most part, and we got this bridge is in a different key. <laughs> mm. And so I like key changes a lot. So every time I can, I can throw it in, I'll try to throw in maybe one or two different key changes. But um, the jazz stuff comes from that. Like a lot of jazz standards have these oddball key changes that are really, really nice to hear. Like uh, there's a song called Olio. Olio has one of those. And okay. it, the bridge is an entirely different key. It's up a, up a third, I'm going to say. Yeah. And it starts going through the motions like that. And then we're back to, to the main thing. Nobody even realized. So I just love, I love those kind of qualities in the music when they just seamlessly do it. And I try to slip it in there. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, by all accounts, you truly took Memphis by storm this past January, uh, taking the band division as well as the best guitarist award. Talk about that competition for a little bit. What was the experience like? What do you remember most about it? And what did you take away from that event? So we had been, well, I had been, this is my fourth time going to the IBCs, just participating. I went once as the uh, as a youth act with another artist. I went the second time as a youth act with my own band. Um, and then the third time I went with an artist named Chris Croshamore. I was a side guitar player and okay. we were knocked out in round one. Wow. Yeah, we we barely made it out uh our room in Memphis. <laughs> and so I'm serious. Like the first time I, we were like, what? Right on. But um and my drummer Nick has actually been with me those last two times. So he was in the youth group, the second one. He was with me with uh Chris Croshamore. And so uh I I turned around about a month afterwards. I told I said, Nick, man, I, I think I want to go for the IBCs. You know, he was like, bro, if you want to do it, I'll I'll do it with you. I'll support you. And we went in there with a brand new bass player by the name of Jesse Gomez. We went in there as a trio. And, you know, trios don't really make it too far in that, that competition, if you haven't yeah, noticed. Right. And so we did our, our best to treat, be full and, you know, really craft ourselves in a manner in which that we really represented our city. And then that we represented the music that that's there. Like you have to write all original songs, so we had to. Yes. I sat there, wrote some songs that I felt were, were honest, 
I didn't try to go in there with with stuff I didn't know about. I tried right. to write honest music because I can't play a song if I don't, you know, agree with what it's saying. I mean, I can, but sure. there's a different kind of emotion when I'm telling you a story that I've been through. Right. You talked about that being your your fourth trip. Was there something yeah. about this trip that felt different to you when you when you got down there? It felt like a weight, a real big weight. I had uh, the weight of being one of the youngest members on the street this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I'm I'm literally a, at this point, I'm two, two years older than the youth acts that are on the street. Like during Memphis, like, you know, we, the max that I heard on the street from Memphis in the youth category was 18. So wow. we're two years older and I'm the youngest person in my own band. So we're up there. I'm like, okay, I'm a 20 year old dude. You know, they might kick me <laughs> just cause I don't know anything, you know? So I just went in there, tried to, you know, try not trying to prove, but just trying to, trying to say that like, I can do this. You know, it was, it was more so like, it's a big fear. I'm coming from the 2018 international band that won was Keisha Pratt and they live right here in the city in Houston. Mm. Everybody, we all live here in Houston. And, sure. you know, I've been touring with the band for three years. So I've picked up a thing or two, but it doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, figure it out. So I just kind of play the game plan that I could figure out and go in there with the best I could. Cause that's a lot and of weight, you, man. That's, it, we got, <laughs> we got two that, and that must, Diana Greenleaf and Keisha. And that must have felt like such a weight being lifted off when you walked away with it. Well, you know what? The weight that got me, uh, one of my mentors, a big mentor of mine is John Del Toro. He presents the the Best Guitarist Award. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when he first said the words, I watched this young man grow up, I was like, he's he's not talking about me. There's no way. Because <laughs> that's the guy that I, I mean, he let me come into the, the first jam session I've been to in 2013, uh, when I was 13. Yeah. When I was 13, he was the first jam session I went to. He let me play on the stage, gave me pointers and, you know, help me, you know, craft my own tone, you know, sure. and, uh, to win the best guitarist award was way that, that, that begun the whole, like, Oh my gosh moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be in the top three, First off, everyone that went in that Orpheum was just over the top phenomenal. Like, they really had me, Nick, and Jesse like, okay, we we didn't get this. There's no way. So even <laughs> though we were in the top three, that's crazy. The fact that we won, man, it just made all of them, like, sleepless hours that we put together. Like, those rehearsals that went from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m., just worth it. Let me ask you, when you when you won that night, did you sleep? I didn't sleep till like maybe three AM and our flight was the next morning at five. <laughs> I can I mean I can only imagine. I mean, that's like the pinnacle of what you've been working on for years. Yeah. I mean, like cause you gotta remember when I went with my band in 2017, 2018, sure. he should won. And you know, they came in and helped us. And it was such a full circle moment because of um, the youth band that we sent this year, me and my guys, we came in and helped them. It was so surreal. It was like copy, not copy and paste, but like, wow. 
we're do we're we're putting our energy, our good energy into the world, and this was what happened, you know. And I know that had to feel good. Um, looking at your tour dates, and I've been peeking here. Uh, you got the Heritage Blues Festival in Wheeling, West Virginia, and by the this way, weekend, yeah. When you're down there, I want you to look for a, a, a guy by the name of Ben Levin. Okay, he plays piano. Piano, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I think I talked to him at the BMAs this year. I inter- I interviewed him just a couple of days ago, and I told him to be looking for you, and he was excited to know that you were going to be there. So do me a favor, and go up and tell him that Irv said hi. Would you do that for me? I sure will. I would appreciate that. So you've got the Heritage Blues Festival. You've got the mm-hmm. big blues bender in Vegas, which is like off the charts. Oh, my God, going to be fun. Yeah. Um, arguably two of the biggest events of the year. And then mm-hmm. you're slated to appear on the legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise in October. And that's leaving out of San Diego, right? It is leaving out of San Diego. And Ben's going to be on that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> so... How do you prepare for events like these? I mean, these are these are just little things. Man, we rehearse hard. <laughs> we really yeah. do rehearse hard and long. Like, we're very meticulous. And uh, the thing I love about working with the people I work with, they catch me when I'm wrong. Like, we we do show notes and stuff like that. And they'll be like, hey, man, you kind of kind of missed that lyric there. But, uh... <laughs> Hey, it happens to all of us. That's a big thing about it, man. If no one's accountable, then how can we keep moving forward? But, you know, we try our best to just give the show we can give, right? We get up there, all the work we put in, and we throw it out the window and just have some fun. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we want to make sure we're all having fun. If we're not having fun, y'all aren't going to have fun, like the people, you know? so That's a fact. that's, yeah. That's the thing, you know, we write some good songs, go in there, give y'all what we got, and have some fun with it. You're listening to Time Signatures. I'm your host, Jim Irvin. I've got Matthias Latin. Uh, he is the 2023 winner of the International Blues Challenge out of Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, he is a Houston native. And we are, I'm, I, I guarantee you, we are definitely going to be hearing a lot out of this guy. But I, I, I've got to start asking you a few questions here and just have a little bit of fun for a minute. Because like you said, if you're not having fun, I'm not having fun. Right. Right. (laughs) So let me ask you this. If you could have any big name blues artist on stage with you past or present, who would it be and why? Okay. Can I get two? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Albert King. I just Mm -hmm. love, I just love Albert. Like, you know, it's Albert when he plays, man. You know it's Albert when he plays. And right on. BB. And the reason I say BB is because I never got to see him live. So everything I saw or learned has always been like some video. But to be on stage with BB King, man, that would just that that would be like the that would have been like it, man. To have seen the show, that would have been it for me. Oh man, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really do because I um, I sent my mom to see BB several years ago, and I've mm-hmm. told this story before, and I'm not going to drag it out because people are going to go, yeah, 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 we heard that already. Um, <laughs> I did not I did not go with her. Um, mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'll go next time. Well, unfortunately, next time didn't happen. Um, oh, but but if there was one that I would love to see, it was absolutely BB. Um, I did get to see Buddy Guy this year 
uh, during his damn yeah. right uh, farewell tour. The man still got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you uh, know what? I would also love to share the stage with Eric. Eric Gales? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny oh. that you mentioned that because when I was talking to Ben, he mentioned mm-hmm. Eric Gales also. There's there's well, something about that Chicago group, man. They are, they're just something else, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Eric is from Memphis. Right, but he did he does a lot of stuff up in the Chicago area. That's why I mentioned it. Does he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Something yeah. But yes, Eric Gales, he is he is definitely that guy is on my bucket list. I I want to see him. I want to interview him. Um, you know, I'm working on um getting some stuff together to uh interview a, a couple of people. I just put in a request for Toronzo Cannon and uh, I love Toronzo. Get, Oh, oh man, we got we got to see him this summer. He was fun, dude. He was just mm-hmm. fun. And uh, John Primer's another one. He's an, if you get a chance to see John, he's a blast. Oh yeah, absolute blast. Yeah, he's amazing. I like him. Ab- absolutely. So if you could play anywhere in the world, anywhere, where would you go? I want to go to Belgium. I really want to go to Belgium. Okay. Uh, so my sister played, uh, she played professional volleyball in France. So France okay. would be number two, but my number one has to be Belgium. I have no reason other than any excuse to have a Belgian waffle. <laughs> a, a true Belgian waffle, right? A true <laughs> <laughs> now, realizing that you're still quite new to the music industry, I mean, it, you are, but you aren't. Um, you're, I would assume you're still finding your way, but how do you keep that balance uh, of living in the public eye and in your private life now that you've reached this new level? Um, I don't really talk about my private life too much. Uh, you know, in Houston, it's a different thing. Like, uh, our blue scene is, is good, but it's not like, you know, walking down the street in Chicago. Walking, right. you see... Kingfish and Clarksdale, and everybody knows where he lives, you know? Um, right on. It's not that, and we're so spread out. It's almost like, you know, I can still live a regular life here, but I try my, I try pretty well not to to mix the two. I go home, I talk about my day, you know, I'm going to talk about this interview later and be like, you know, they asked me where I want to play, and I said Belgium for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, you know, I try to just do that. You know, it's still a regular work day for me. It's, it's, sure. it's what it is. It's work. It's fun work, but, you know. Well, I'll tell you, I, I really enjoyed watching the video from the Orpheum. Um, unfortunately, that's the only music that I found out there for you. I'm assuming you've got to have something in the works. Uh, talk to me about uh, uh, plans for a, a future CD. Is there anything in the in the near offing? There is absolutely works in the in. Oh my gosh, I can't speak today. There's absolutely <laughs> stuff in the work for a future CD. Sweet. Hopefully, very, very soon. Um, actually just got word back as we've been on the phone. My uh master engineer just sent me all my, my stuff back. So nice. hopefully very soon. And uh, you know, there's some really good songs on here. Like we talked about how my musicality and all that, I, I think it really sure. shows in both the best and the worst ways. And, uh, you know, it's, it's stuff I really stand by, you know, I may not 
have the same stories as some other people, but this is stuff that I really stand by and I really like. And uh, that's always the hard part. I also produced the album myself. So, well, yeah. And you know, the, if I can give you one tiny piece of advice, man, be true to yourself because I mean, what you guys put together for the competition, you know, for the IBC obviously did the, the, the trick, man. I mean, why, why mess with it? If you, right. you know, do what, do what works for you. Yeah, man, we, we're trying to make sure we do that. You know, just right stick on. to being Matthias. I told my bass player, my drummer, like, you know, and we actually have an organ player. <laughs> okay. People keep asking me like, so you, do you just not have a keyboard player? I'm like, no, we have them. <laughs> just, you know, we're, you know, we're just getting into this, this thing on the, on the major platform, you know? Well, and you, and to be honest and fair, I mean, you're, you know, you've got time to grow, you've got time to expand, you've got time to develop. And well, my thing is, know, man, I'm here for the ride. I want to well, sure. learn it all. And, you know, obviously, obviously you can't, you can't live life without making mistakes. So I'm, I'm going to make a mistake somewhere, but you know, I'm here for the ride, living and learning. And that's really what I want to make sure that I do. I want to make sure I'm living and learning and that I'm passing on honest music to everybody. Right on. Matthias Latine, I want to thank you so much for joining us on Time Signatures. We Absolutely. wish you all the best, uh, all the best in your future. And by all means, when that uh, when that CD comes out, reach out to me. I will buy one I without hesitation. All you got to do is give me a call and I will order. And I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing what you got going. So Man, until next time. time. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. And we can bring you back on and talk about it, too. But until sure. next time, we, we appreciate everybody listening in, and we will see you soon. This has been Time Signatures with Jim Irvin, presented by the Capital Area Blues Society in Lansing, Michigan. For more information on cabs, visit capitalareablues.org. You can find this episode and past episodes at lccconnect.org. The Time Signatures theme song, Michigan Roads, is used by permission and was written by Root Doctor, featuring Freddie Cunningham. Now I'm trying, trying, baby, Until next time, keep on keeping the blues alive. Baby, I'm